I just had to come here and uh, talk about a couple of things because uh, I've been watching all this bullshit about the cops and people out on the streets and all this bullshit. You know, I got to be honest with you. For an old street guy, I got to say that a lot of you, a lot of you have been very hard on the police, you know. And uh, don't get me wrong. I ain't never been a fan of old Johnny Law or nothing like that. You know, I grew up with the cops, you know. I never went to court. I got out. And believe me, I had enough stuff on me. I could have at least done a year. You know what I'm saying? The liberals the are destroying was, California. When the police and stopped me, you know what I did? I gone shut gone the rave. fuck up. Conservative humor gone awry. I shut my fucking ass up. And I took so my stay fucking tuned. We're going to take a few pictures of the and desert. And I said, yeah, officer, you go there. The policies are actually try messing it up. It's not beautiful. Big and Maybe I'm fortunate because I knew people. Uh, I'm Alexander Edward, uh, and I am Minion Death Cult. <laughs> Tony will be joining the show later when he uh, gets home. Uh, however, I'm not alone today because I have two just very special guests, two very wonderful boys, uh, our neighbors to the north, Stefan Heck and John Cullen from the Blocked Party podcast. How are you boys doing? We're good. We're uh, we're trying to breathe through a very thick layer of uh, of smoke right now, um, and uh, there's also a big moth infestation uh, outbreak going on in Vancouver too. So we have a bunch of moths flying around. We have got the smoke. Uh, it's, Is it because they can't uh, find sucks. the sun or the moon to like orient themselves because of all the smoke, and so they're just flying into I old ladies' hairs. I think that has uh, this thrown them off a little bit. I did see an article the other day saying that uh, this has been a big boon for indoor cats um, because, you know, normally they're not uh, going outside and, and, and fucking with the local bird population. Right. Um, you got the moths coming inside. Our cat uh, has loved it, um, but it's also uh, like I, we were wondering the other day, she got uh, a bit of uh, like an eye thing. Like it was, she was scratching at her eye. It was sort of... Uh, you know, welling up and stuff. And that's apparently it's because of the powder on the moths' wings. Um, so the moths are coming inside, she's eating them, and then she's uh, like allergic to them as well, I guess. But it's been a really weird uh, past week. I think John that's, would agree. I like to think yeah, of those you... indoor cats. Sorry, I like to think of those indoor cats no, as like great. the suburban fascists just like begging for Antifa to raid their homes. These are like <laughs> the cats who have never actually committed genocide, not like the, the cats that are out on the streets, you know, decimating bird populations <laughs> or whatever. But but yeah. they just have this fantasy about about the victims coming to them or the, the rioters or the loot, you know, the people trying to come in and, and cause a flap in your home, you know, in, in yeah, this case like, moth. If she could, she would be like open carrying at like a Safeway. That would be like her thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If if Geeky could do it, she would. I, mm. And it's funny too because like a moth is like a smaller bird as well. So it's kind of the right. uh, like the idea that like a suburban Antifa person, there's like maybe 
like three people that march down their like main street who are like anti-mask or whatever. And then they're like, this is my chance, you know? And like, meanwhile, in big cities, it's like hundreds of people versus hundreds of people. But you're like, no, no, these three people, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to tell them what's up, you know? I'm picturing yeah. and Stephen, memes of, I'm picturing memes of like an in indoor cat, you know, posting a meme of like a, a cat that's outdoors. It's wearing like a tactical harness and it's like, and teeth <laughs> top, top frame is like, you know, moths like marching down into their cul-de-sac. And it's like moths say, uh, sub suburbs, we're coming for you next. And like the, the cat on the bottom has got his little paws ready for him. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Kiki's posting online that, uh, the moths are the reason it's so smoky outside. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And and oh. Stefan, you conveniently, uh, first of all, I believe the moth thing is like, it's something like every five years, there's some sort it's of every, like It's super, every like 11 years. Oh, 11. Okay. So there's some like, sort of like yeah. super breeding thing or whatever. Stefan also conveniently uh, left out that not only is our, our like natural world crumbling, but also our social world uh, because there was a news story that made some headlines uh, in Vancouver yesterday because someone bought a, a billboard and used the billboard space to uh, just do a giant billboard that said, I heart JK Rowling. Oh my so, God. That was, that was in your guys' area? That was in it's, Vancouver. It was fair, fairly close to my place. So I, I, I braved the smoke uh, to go check it out. And there were a bunch of uh, just like right-wing freaks <gasps> sitting down in lawn chairs like waiting for people to come to confront them. And they're just like sitting out there, like the air quality index is like 220 <laughs> and they're just like inhaling smoke to make a horrible point that like no one agrees with. You're like yeah. peering then, through the haze and you're like, what is that around that person's neck? Oh, they've, they've pried a women's restroom <laughs> sign off the door and are wearing it like a pendant. <laughs> and it got, it got taken down in like, I think less than 24 hours. And there's a really funny picture that uh, one of them posted where they're like, well, like, you know, they may have taken it down, but like we got our point across and it's just them like standing there in like a <laughs> huge haze of smoke. And this billboard is just like covered in like paint and like tomato splatter. And it's like, well, you, you clearly lost. Like it yeah. got vandalized yeah. and it's getting taken down. So that's the cool thing about vandalism is it's so much easier to do than it is to clean up. Like, oh, yeah. like it's, you can, you can throw stuff up high, but you can't like, you know, really reach up there to wipe it off. And that's kind of cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was almost funny too. Cause they were, the, they were giving like a blow by blow reporting of the billboard being taken down. And they're like, Oh, like one, one bucket came up here and, and they couldn't get it off. They had to call a second bucket to like pull the <laughs> billboard down. It's like, is that a brag? Like, is that a, like, it's not like your billboard was any different than any other billboard. Like, <laughs> well, and also the, these poor guys who have to come out and, and do this fucking on a Saturday labor, on a Saturday in like just the worst air quality yeah. imaginable. Because uh, these shitheads who don't even live, like they live like 25 kilometers away, basically. And they're just like, I guess this billboard was available. And so like, well, we'll do it here. And it's up for like less than a day. Yeah. Like, great work. It's the dumbest yeah, shit cool. I've ever heard of. I, I, I can't. And, and they're like a husband and wife, I think. And I like, I said this on Block Party, but I just can't imagine, pardon me, like sitting around my house with my wife being like, you know what we should do? <laughs> we should get a we should get a billboard that just says you know what we love jk Rowling. it's like <laughs> even if you like harry potter it doesn't make sense to do 
Like it's just yeah. well, it's such like a God weird... damn it! Like you're, I'm sitting around, I'm trying to be attracted to my wife, but knowing that there are trans <laughs> women out there is just making it impossible. We need to take a stand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we need to take a stand and and make a statement and support J.K. Rowling. Like, does any you know? I don't want to spend too much more time on this, but does like anybody who's not a, an ultra online freak or a like outward turf know what that billboard even is supposed to mean? No. No, yeah. they they would so, and that's why they were like allowed to put it up, obviously, right? Um, <laughs> right. Is is because people thought it was like, oh, it's a Harry Potter thing. It's kind of weird, but whatever. It's harmless. And then I think a Vancouver city councilor who's like online enough was like, no, we know why they're doing this. Can we please take this down? And then that was down <laughs> in like less than a day. So well, I'm pretty yeah, sure that's Vancouver I want to I want to be a... that position. I want to be that position for like local governments. I want to be the person who just knows what all the right wing people are talking about. And so whenever they they have to like consult somebody like, is this racist? And it's like, yeah, actually it is. You know, I know it just looks like <laughs> like red string tied into a bow or around like a trash can. But actually, that's that's what they're doing now. Yeah. yeah every the city two online consultants. Every city council idea. should have should just have a a young person on the council. It's like <laughs> I was. um I'm a I'm a substitute teacher so we had to we're doing like covid training because we're going back to to school so they're the big solution everyone was mad that we're going back and the big solution was like school will start two days later to give school staff an opportunity to um you know to train find their another staff job about how to deal oh. with covid yeah exactly and so being a substitute teacher, I don't have a school building to go to. So they made like a video for us to watch at home. And it was so <laughs> fucking boring and bad. And it's like, I work in the district and a good friend of mine is like an actor. He's been on a, a ton of shows and he's so he's also a substitute teacher because he acts as well. And I was messaging him and I'm like, why? Why? why don't they just ask us to do this? Like, this is the word, like they're getting two people who work in the health and safety department for a school district who like clearly don't speak to people other than their own family, giving this one hour presentation on like this super depressing disease and how we're like all trying to like not die and give it to children. And it's just like, and, and then so what you have to do and like the one woman's phone went off like six times during the recording of the video and I'm like I'm like texting my buddy I'm like we, we do this this is like what we do for a living why are we not the guys narrating this video to at least give people some break from like the absolutely depressing nature of this it's like the same thing it's like how does a city council or whatever not just have stefan should be the online guy for vancouver he knows it's like <laughs> you know just call stefan yeah. up and he's like yeah no that's a that's a big problem you got to figure like go, <laughs> well, go to it's, the just, it's just the okay it's just the okay symbol what are you talking about no no, no trust me I'm yeah like, that's not it's just a frog. No, you don't even want to get into the whole frog thing. I'm going to be honest. Um, so uh, while I was, you know, examining uh, the the great white north, uh, you know, preparing this episode, I was like, let's, you know, let's talk about some Canadian stuff. Maybe uh, I I added uh, I added myself. I joined a couple groups. One of them was uh, Canucks for Trump. 
another ah. one was uh, Canadian pre- supporters of President Trump. And I found a bunch of great posts, but like, you know, n- nothing you could really dive too deeply into. But I've, I've shared one of them in the chat with you guys. And this is how I kind of knew what you were dealing with in <laughs> Vancouver. Um, a man, I, I can't remember his, his actual name. I think it's Mario, but he's got a channel on Facebook called MPTV. I was gonna guess that, that, that that's his name. And <laughs> he, by the, he shared us. Yeah, he shared us. He's a got self- big Mario energy. <laughs> he shared a selfie video outside, and the caption says, "Welcome to Vancouver, BC, where the smoke in the sky is thicker than what comes out of my vape." Oh my and the video actually is it just- says thicker that what comes out of my vape. <laughs> uh, and the video is just him spinning around in a circle, going, "Oh man, it is crazy." And it's like 30 seconds of that. Uh, that was pretty cool. But obviously, you know, can't really talk much about it. But he's just got a wonderful look. He's just like extremely bald, egghead guy. He looks like he looks like an amalgamation of all the Jersey Shore guys. Yes. Like, yeah, the, the, the backwards hat look. Uh, that I mean, I'll, I'll do that look occasionally. <clears throat> and I don't have like the world's best hairline, but... It does. It's still. You can see my hair through the little. You know, the hole at the back. That's of the why hat you get whatever, the snapback right? to prove you have some hair. Exactly. But this guy, the snapback look does not, especially because he also has it on like the angle too. <clears throat> so it's like if it's from the front, it's like okay, whatever. But from the side, it's like oh, okay. Well, like I can just like I can sort of guess what's going on on the rest of his head. And then what are the sunglasses called? These are like the Porsche sunglasses or the Ferrari sun. You know, they're like the the plastic oh. aviators from the eighties. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, He's really got it uh, going on. Vancouver is like we and maybe this is the same of like every major city, but um, Vancouver is like kind of a very like yuppie sort of cosmopolitan city. Um, And then you just have to get like 15 minutes outside of it. And everyone looks like this guy. They all just like listen to house music and they club and that's their whole and they vape and that's their whole existence. And I don't quite know, like I say, I don't quite know that every major city is like that. But Vancouver is very much like, yeah, you don't have to get too far outside of it to find these absolute freaks. Um, another guy I found through this guy, he's 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 a New York guy, but it's a guy named Bull Capone who looks like uh, the Sicilian Thanos. <laughs> Bull Capone, uh, wearing like <laughs> fake Chanel. This it was amazing. It, it was uh, the video I watched was called uh, "Cops and Robbers, Bad Boys, Tilda Bad Boys." What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? And the video starts off with him just staring into the camera off at the angle. Like, it's the exact Thanos angle, I think. Uh, and he's got, like a, like, a, like, a portrait in the background of, like, a New York City street that's been uh, the, 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 what do you call it, the time lapse, the, the open lens or the open focus where you can see the, the neon streaks of the cars going by and the nightlife yeah, baby yeah, yeah. and that sort of thing. Uh, and then all of a sudden you hear what sounds like the Godfather theme behind him. Uh, with a twist because right after that a hip hop beat joins the chorus and so it's like a modern update of that classic song we all know and love the godfather theme and then uh he he goes on to uh light a cigar and then french inhale the cigar three times in a row (laughs) before he starts talking (laughs) and then uh he talks about how you know i'm from the streets and I never liked no cops, you know, but I, I think some of these Black Lives Matter guys are still giving them a hard time. 
And then, oh. uh, and then you find out later that his dad was a criminal attorney, and he just got let off of every single charge he was ever arrested mm. for. He's like, I don't <laughs> understand. When I got arrested as a kid, I just kept my my head down. I didn't say shit. I didn't fight with the cops, and then, you know, made a few calls, and I got let out a couple hours later, and that was that. <laughs> oh my god! Another thing that I that I do. You guys know Ramblin' Dozer from Alberta? No. We cover no. he's like a yellow vest guy, a Canadian yellow vest guy. Okay. We cover Is he like he, so that he's like a Wexit guy then, right? Yeah, I think so. But well, what we knew him from was his big pro hot dog crusade. Mm. Uh, we <laughs> okay. we covered him like a year or a year and a half ago, and he got mad at a commercial a pro hot dog commercial that was like setting up a anti hot dog straw man in the commercial that the pro that the hot dog company was like responding to like we don't care if you don't want our hot dogs at your picnic we're we're gonna bring them anyway kind of a thing or like canadians they <laughs> they want uh you know uh tofu hot dogs well sorry we only got all beef wieners here and the guy <laughs> thought it was real like the rambling dozer thought it was like a real anti-hot dog campaign and so he made a video where he ate a hot dog hey canada I hope you're having a good summer. It's Ramblin' Dozer coming at you from Red Deer, Alberta. See, I got my hand, it's a hot dog. I grew up on these and many of you did too. I can't understand why the left is trying to outlaw hot dogs for our children. <laughs> they never did anything to me. As a matter of fact, they're very good. Quick, juicy, great to eat, and summer fun. I hope you're having a good summer and for the left, Eat a freaking hot dog! <laughs> I looked him up uh, to, see, to see how he was doing, see if we could talk about him today, uh, but he was involved in a pretty bad motorcycle accident mm. because he forgot to, <laughs> he forgot to uh, fix the brakes when he replaced the rear wheel on his motorcycle. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? So he broke his shoulder in two places and a rib. Uh, so it's just all recovery stuff on his face. Oh, oh my Jesus. God. And I was like, all right, that's not... That's not that fun to talk about. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you think it's very fun to talk about. <laughs> no, I just, I'm glad he's up and riding again. He was able to ride to the Safeway. Uh, he posted proof of it for all the haters. Uh, right. And I'm, we're, I'm happy about that. You know, nothing nothing really to make fun of there. Um, but you, <laughs> uh, I believe John, right? Yeah. You, you shared some, some great Facebook posts with me, which are... Uh, directly from your your timeline, directly from your friends yeah, list, I believe. From the old from the old timeline. Yep, that's right. Uh, so this is like um, I uh, both of these are like older screenshots uh, that I've just kind of saved for posterity um, over time. You know, just share with Becca or or my friends or whatever. If Facebook for me, I think it's like, and it's probably similar for most people our age, like. It just reaches a point where you're not even really on it anymore. So like, why bother curating anything? Like, it's like, why bother unfriending anybody or muting anybody or whatever? Because like, who cares? And so this is a girl I went to high school with. And, um, you know, we weren't really like friends in high school. I think she just like added me on Facebook like five years ago. And I literally never thought about it again. And then her posts kind of started showing up in my timeline 
And this was a this was a good one. This was um so this is like kind of right around when COVID is starting. So this is I don't know the exact time frame, but if I had to guess, I'd say it's like March, probably because mm-hmm. um, she references being at the mall. So like malls hadn't obviously closed yet or whatever. So this is just like you know obviously uh, I think yeah pre COVID or like not pre COVID but like pre everything shutting down and quarantine and everything so she she's there there is a reference to a mask here though so i feel right, like it okay. might be a little later than march maybe you know april or right. something could when, be when we were being told to wear masks smart yes yeah. good 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 pickup uh so yeah so she says i was at the mall and i got stopped by a chinese lady who was very nice and she was promoting shen oh, yun no. The classic Chinese dance that's at the Queen Elizabeth Theater in Vancouver every year that sells out like hot pockets or pot stickers in this case. Uh, so okay. already like something selling out like hot pockets is not real. Uh, it's like it's, just... <laughs> it's it's also just it's really bad when the one of the first things she does is describe the person. Yeah, Chinese lady. She's talking yeah, about. that's a bad yeah. sign. I, I remember. Yeah. I lo- Sorry, go ahead, Alex. Well, I was, I was wondering, maybe she said Hot Pockets in, instead of Hot Cakes because that makes the alliteration of pot stickers a little better. Right. Yes, so that must be like what it is. laying some groundwork there for the <laughs> racist pun. Very, very possible. Again, that, that implies that she thinks about this stuff, um, which I'm not sure that she does, but she might. It's hard to say. But yeah, I agree. Like, Steph and I remember uh, one time there was this, like, open mic comedian and it was like the same kind of thing. It was like he was telling this story about being on the bus about uh, he kept saying a brown lady on the bus. There's a brown lady, brown lady. He said it like seven times. And then the like her race had nothing to do with the joke or like anything. Like it was so weird. Like he just kept feeling like, oh, I got to just keep reminding everybody of her race. Yeah. And like I wouldn't want it to be a racist joke either, but at least that like kind of makes sense where you're like, you know, you're setting up that she's of a different race and then you slam it down with the punchline or whatever. But there was no (laughs) punchline where her race mattered at all. So he was just like, you know what? I just (laughs) got to make sure everyone knows about a brown lady. Yeah, I'm just putting it out there just like five (laughs) times. I just got to let everybody know uh, that it's a brown lady. So. So anyway, yeah. So well, would you want him to like erase her her existence or her identity <laughs> so you can like feel good about your you know liberal yeah. uh, colorless society? That's exactly what I'm getting at. Uh, you nailed it. Yeah. So say thank you. Yeah, I just that's what comedy's all about. Um, so yeah. So uh, <laughs> so she got stopped by a Chinese lady who was very nice. She was promoting Chen uh, Shen Yun, which is a classical Chinese dance show that's at the Queen Elizabeth Theater in Vancouver every year. And hearing the stories behind the dancing, etc., really warmed my heart. I was just a little bit nervous talking to her because of the coronavirus thing. I hope that she didn't have the virus as she wasn't wearing a mask because I have a compromised immune system. And if I were to get it, I'd probably be in the ICU at the hospital and hooked up to a ventilator and in quarantine. Smiley face, cry face. Um, I think it's very interesting that she's like, uh, she's, she's Chinese and I was worried because also she wasn't wearing a mask. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, well, I mean, one of those is I think a pretty valid concern, maybe, (laughs) maybe lead with that one. Yeah. She, she definitely had a Uh, few other posts where she didn't come right out and say it, but essentially the implication was 
um, that like Chinese people are far more likely to have the virus. So, mm -hmm. you know, you have to be careful around them because, you know, that's where the virus came from and, and that's who has it. So you, you can also tell it's an earlier COVID post because she mentions ventilators. Cause I feel like talking about ventilators has like fallen off, <laughs> so, totally. you know, it was a big talking point back then. Um, yeah. I remember I, I was like eating on my on my lunch break at a, at the Chinese restaurant around the corner from my house and uh the woman there was like being super nice she was she was like patting me on the back and like asking me if I wanted this or that and I was like no it's you know I'm good thank you and then like on my container she drew like a happy face and said thank you and then when she gave it to me she like pointed at the happy face and i was like okay yeah i appreciate you thank you you know and i posted about it and people were like oh yeah she's like probably being scared of racism and i was like oh yeah that makes sense but i don't know if like being overly touchy with people is the way to is the way to you know alleviate fears yeah, that's not that I was I I didn't care that she I thought it was uh very uh endearing, but it was just uh it was funny and I guess sad also. It's kind of the whole thing like we have this going on in Canada right now because you know, I think especially in America or people who don't really know, like I think or no, I guess it's really more Canadians like seem to imagine that like Canada's this like idyllic place where uh, racism doesn't exist and everyone is super cool and nice and it's great and we've been yeah plenty of americans think that too right. right and it's been really brutal with the coronavirus because our numbers have been much less bad than america's which is not that's a low bar to clear but our our numbers have been yeah. quite good and so we have this like cockiness up here of like yeah we we're we're managing covid like america you guys aren't managing it but in canada we are and so there's this thing now where people will see american license plates in canada and like key people's cars if they're parked or like <laughs> yell at them and be like you know they'll be driving down the street and they'll be like washington license plate like fuck you or whatever so it's gotten to the point where People will now be like they'll they'll write like notes and leave them in their back window or they'll even take that like kind of chalk or like uh, mar like erasable marker and write on their Grease back window like whatever, I'm yeah. a Canadian, but I like have an American license plate or whatever. Like don't you know, like I have a right to be here kind of thing. And it's just it, it seems like that's kind of going in the same sort of vein of of that story of like it's it, it's it sucks that people who are in these potentially marginalized situations are being like further marginalized be because of our stupid like stereotypes about about the virus. Yeah. I mean, if you got to be racist against someone, being racist against an American is probably, <laughs> probably okay. Yeah. The the the, prim, the premier of, of British Columbia literally came out and was like, uh, uh, so any Americans that are up here with American license plates, uh, maybe just like take the bus. Yeah, he literally <laughs> said that. He said take the bus or get BC license plates. Like he was like, oh, if if you're from BC, yeah. but you but you live in C in Seattle or like you know if you have dual citizenship and you normally live in America, but now you're living in BC because of COVID, maybe you should just like get BC license plates. Yeah, maybe. How were how were you dressed when the? So how was your car? What was your car wearing when it <laughs> yeah. was all that? Uh, hey, what's up, Tony? We got Tony. Hey, in Tony, the chat, folks. Hi, Tony. Hey, sorry about that, y'all. Oh, that's okay. What up, man? No problem. 
chilling. I just got home, got the kid all set up. I got the kid all set up, and like the one of the only rules in existence is don't answer the door. And sure enough, she just peeked in right now. I was like, hey, someone's here to ask you a question. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> it was the census guy. Um, it was the Sony census guy not a- wearing a mask. Oh, cool. Uh, as a UPS guy, I can confirm that like every child answers the door. Every kid answers the door. I'm like, I no, know. no, 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 no. I'm like slant, pulling the door yeah. shut in the kid's face. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just want to say really quickly that the Shen Yun performing troop thing is like, it's very weird that that's part of that because they're like funded by Fal- Falun Gong. I'm probably mispronouncing yeah. that, which are like expats of china and kind of like a cult in their own right and they promote a lot of very weird stuff including funding the far right website the epoch times uh to which i am a subscriber <laughs> so, i did not know that connection was there that's nuts it's very interesting that she was like oh yeah i was just uh, hanging out with with falun gong at the at the mall yeah very normal <laughs> very normal stuff well we had there was a long stefan you remember um, when they were like protesting outside the Chinese embassy for like f- for like six years, they were there years. for a like, while. They were there for years. They had built yeah. this like temporary mm. structure outside of the Chinese embassy in Vancouver, and someone would be in there twenty four hours a day. There'd be like one person just like sitting in. They had kind of like a almost like what you would see like a parking attendant uh, in, but it was just built out of wood. And they would be in there like meditating or whatever. And they had all these like banners and the Chinese embassy was fighting with the city for like literal years to try and get them removed. And then it it finally did. But yeah, like a lot of those xenophobic stories about China, I'm not standing for China as as a nation or anything, but a lot of like the weird like Orientalist stories about Chinese culture and China and stuff like comes from them. <laughs> They're like sourced yeah. in a lot of those stories, which is just interesting. Let's let's move on to this this next post that you have, which sure. is also pretty interesting, John. Yeah, so this is a classic uh so again, I think especially living in Vancouver, I think there is an idea that um where Canada is again pretty like overall like left leaning uh and like a good place to live. And I think people get that idea from the cities of Canada. I mean, I think that's mm-hmm. like generally true, especially of like Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal. Well, actually, no, Montreal's. I mean, Quebec is its own thing. But uh, <laughs> but there is this like sense, I think, if especially if you live in a major Canadian city that you think like everyone in Canada is like woke to a certain degree. Um, and um, that's just not the case. There's just a ton of small town Canadian people who are kind of simple and they live their life. And this guy's one of those guys. Uh, they're going to fucking eat hot dogs whether you like it or not. Right? Exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> and the hot dogs, they won't be tofu dogs. I'll tell you that right now. They're they're made of dead animal. And uh, they, yeah, won't this, be, this, they won't be cool dogs either. I know you you people on the left, you want us to eat the, the cool uncooked dogs, you know, and, and we won't do it. They got to be hot. Yeah, we're putting them on the grill. We are cooking them to temperature, and then we're eating them immediately. So suck on that, libs. Burning my uh, burning my tongue to own the people I think want me to eat <laughs> cold hot. Well, the real flavor yeah. the real flavor comes from the char, and anyone who has anything knows that. It's absolutely well, that's just right. That's true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So this is like. So I'm a curler. Uh, so uh, you know, I, I curl at like. I, you can't really curl professionally, but I I kind of curl at that level of like. You know, my team was ranked in the top 
30 to 50 in the world for the last like i didn't play last year but the kind of like five or six years before that i was on Damn. one of the one of the top Wait, teams so like how like how how far off are you from like potential olympic curls? he's well, close so he's pre- he's relative yeah, okay 30, 50 I, he, is impressive for anything he's he's very he's very bashful about this but john is a very good curler and he was like i would say would you say like two steps away basically well, so how it works is uh, Canada does an Olympic trials to determine the curling teams uh, that go to the Olympics, and they admit uh, 16 teams to get into the Olympic trials. And for the last Olympics in 2018, my team was ranked 21st in Canada at the time. So Damn. we were like five teams away from getting into the trials. So now we, take we would have never won the trials. But, sorry, Alex? They take you as a whole team. It's not yes. like individual all-stars that are then put on a team together. Correct. It's a whole team. Yeah. Because you have to like, like have that. the you have to have that communication with. You have to know the throw before you can brush in front of it or whatever, right? Exactly. Yeah. So are there are there like feel good curling movies? Uh, <laughs> well, there's only one curling movie pretty much ever. Yeah. It's called Men with Brooms. It's uh, it stars Paul Gross, who's like Canada's hero. He's been in like a bunch of different movies, and he was in a tv show up here called do south that was like very popular um and leslie nielsen is in it obviously uh, oh, donald okay. sutherland okay. they just like rounded up all the like kind of you know somewhat famous canadians um and it's like not a bad movie becca and i actually watched it in quarantine and she was i think a little surprised at how much she liked it it's not like it's by no means a great movie but it's not a bad movie what's say, your position that. What, what what do you do with with uh, in, in curling john so I play lead, uh, which means I throw first and then I sweep the rest. So a common misconception that people have about curling who don't know anything about it is that there's throwers and sweepers and you yeah, do one, one or the yeah. other. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so how it works is there's four players on a team. You've got your lead, second, third, and skip. Everybody throws two rocks uh, in a row. So the lead throws the first two, then the second throws the next two, the third throws the next two, then the skip throws the last two. And obviously you alternate with the other team. Uh, so yeah, so I played lead, so I would throw the first two, and then I would sweep the remaining six. Got it. Which do you yeah. like more, throwing or sweeping? Uh, I like both. I mean, I think they're both a, a big part of this. So the that's skip doesn't. That's a great. This... That's a great political <laughs> answer. Okay. One thing I actually wonder about curling, and this is as a Canadian <sighs> even, is do they have access to the bird's eye view of the sheet of ice no. when they're when you're curling? No, no. you don't. Because I feel like that would help quite a bit too. Uh, yeah, it could. Uh, but yeah, no, we don't have access to that. Uh, okay. To that angle. I, I, f- I feel like curling, like I know it's probably older than than uh, than this, but I feel like curling was inspired buy that like i don't know mary melodies bit or or looney tunes bit where someone <laughs> wants to putt a putt like you know at a hole at a golf yeah golf course or whatever and so they carve the grass into like a channel leading up to the hole and then they put down the channel and i feel like that's kind of what curling is that is actually how it started so that's crazy that you know that considering you don't know anything about curling but that is uh <laughs> I just put yeah, it together. Just a, yeah. a scottish guy saw that and he was like Holy shit! Like if you Let's froze, if ice. you froze that grass and you gave some of these people brooms, I mean, now you're cooking with gas. Yeah. <laughs> so that's okay, exactly back, how it back happened. Back to Facebook, though. Back back to the important <laughs> stuff here. Yeah. Sorry for this long aside about curling, but wh- my whole point—the only reason I brought curling up—is because, uh, as you can imagine, a lot of people who are good at curling come from small towns. Uh, in Canada, the curling club is often kind of the center of the town. Uh, in a way that like I don't think really any other sport can relate to because it's so social most curling clubs have 
uh, uh, like a restaurant or a cafe inside of them. They have a bar. Um, So it really does become like a center of a small town. So a lot of like the best curlers in, in Canada anyway, come from really small towns. So as someone who pretty much grew up in major, I mean, I grew up outside of Vancouver, but always within like the, and I grew up in Toronto as well. So I was, but I was always within an hour of, of the major cities. So, you know, I'm kind of an exception to the rule. So you end up curling with a lot of these guys who are from small towns and who maybe are a little bit more close minded. So it's interesting because like the, the guy I'm going to read the post from, like, I like him. He's like a fine enough guy. I don't, I don't think he's like a bad person. He just like, you know, he's just one of these guys. He likes to hunt. He likes to fish. He hates Justin Trudeau. Um, he thinks the government's trying cool to steal his money. I'm- yeah, it's yeah, like I you know, agree with all of that so far. Exactly. Like, <laughs> so he's not like a bad guy, but he does have some pretty questionable uh, opinions because, you know, he's not also not exactly like, you know, the smartest guy on earth. Um, so this is his post here. Uh, Whistler has received about six feet of snow in the past six days and is forecast to get another 18 inches the next two days, creating epic skiing conditions for the holiday season. Hey, person's name redacted. Do you think that the mayor of Whistler will now send a thank you letter to the oil companies for creating, quote, extreme weather events, which are now helping their town (laughs) in Ski Hill? Or would that be hypocritical? And we all know they aren't hypocritical at all. (laughs) I love that. Um, so that, did, had Whistler, uh, had the mayor of Whistler, like, sent a, sent a mad letter at the oil companies prior to this? I mean, that's a great question. I don't know the answer to that. I mean, maybe, I guess. Like, so I feel like from the context, he's probably at least mentioned climate change mm-hmm. uh, to some extent. But it, it is funny because it feels like I, I hear more about... So Whistler is, a, is like a ski resort town just outside Vancouver. And I, I feel like just anecdotally, I hear about them not getting snow more often. Like I remember yeah. the 2010 Olympics, one of the big yeah. things was i mean the mountains closer to vancouver definitely there was like no snow but i feel like whistler had the same issue as well and it was like february 2010 and and it was just like warm and like just no snow yeah they had I to see bring what you're in saying stefan but but they they got snow in this post <laughs> yeah. which i guess cancels out all the other stuff yeah. right i mean if yeah. you if you look outside and there's snow then what's the problem that's true <laughs> you yeah. know you just don't don't remember the other times or or you, you <laughs> like it's pretty easily when you have like a goldfish's brain you know yeah, yeah that that makes sense i think the thing with whistler too is that like these people don't reckon so it's like stefan said it's like you either hear about whistler in the context of they're not getting enough snow or they're getting like epic dumps like this mm-hmm. and what these people don't seem to grasp is like extreme and fluctuating conditions like are the signs yes. of climate change you know so like i do often see these posts from from a lot of these kind of small town curlers of like Oh, like we got, you know, five feet of snow. How do you how do you like that climate change people or whatever? It's face. like, yeah, that is part of climate change. That's you're just like proving your own point. Yeah, the volatility that's my favorite is part thing. of it. Yeah. yeah, that's my favorite thing is anytime it's cold, they're like, take that, take that global warming. I wore a jacket today. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I- I think it's cool that he's like, oh, that would be hypocritical if you thanked them for the extreme weather because before you were mad about the extreme weather. Uh, so <laughs> so you still have to be mad about the good ski conditions or else you're a hypocrite. Yeah. yeah. You still have to be mad at the oil companies for definitely causing uh, the snow or else you're a freaking hypocrite. Also, that's like a lot of snow, even for Whistler. So that is still like a form of extreme weather. 
Yeah. It's just like yeah. the other way. So I yeah, there's a lot going on there. John, how how well do you know this guy? You you I've curled against him for I mean I, I like I've known of him for twenty years. I've curled against him for I mean ten, a little over ten. Because, okay. like, you know, yeah. it's a small community. If you're, like, an elite competitive curler, like, in BC, uh, in the times... I, so, before last year, I had made it to provincials uh, 10 years in a row. And how it works in Canada is, like, it, it, they, they have one winner from every province makes it to the nationals. Um, and so, you have your provincial championships, and that's, like, the biggest tournament of the year. That's what we prepare for. And so, it, it started as eight teams. By the time I retired, it was 16 teams. So, you get a lot of these guys from kind of all over these small towns in BC that, like, you maybe don't see them during the year, but you see them every year at Provincials. And he's he's one of those guys that I that I saw, like, at least right. once a year for eight or nine years. You know, he's a, yeah, and he's a so really were, good curler. You were curling against this guy? Against him, yeah. We've never been on the same Why? Team. Why are you Facebook friends with an obvious enemy? <laughs> curling is a very friendly community alex it's a very social i don't understand uh, that well that's fair enough you <laughs> makes know? no sense to me you're a you're a you're a tough sports guy you know that and again you could be like that would be someone on on facebook who'd be like curling everybody's friends in curling what the fuck i remember football <laughs> where we like patrice o'neill has that awesome joke about how you know football's too soft now and when someone gets hurt like everybody like kneels and prays that they get better or whatever and he's like when we were in high school like we would try to kill the guy like we'd kill someone then we'd show up the yeah. next week with pieces of his jersey ripped off and tied up on our mask <laughs> and like <laughs> well he put his money where his mouth is by by dying right <laughs> yeah I That's I true. was I was hated that joke because when I played football for a brief period of time, I um I had a play where um, it resulted in the kid not being able to walk for like ten years, oh, no. and it was oh. completely and totally my fault. Um, and my coach was like, "Good job, you fucking did great." Oh, oh no! And I just never played football after that. Wait, so he <laughs> he he was able to walk after ten years. It wasn't actually ten years. Uh, it was like he he couldn't walk well for a long time. He couldn't actually walk for like six years. Um, and oh, then that's he okay. Walked, that's fine. He, then. He, he walks now. And this okay. is from like a, like like a tackle. How, like you tackled him and then he couldn't walk after. Yeah. Him? Oh man. Yeah. How relieved were you when you found out he could walk? Was that like a load off your back or? By that time, he'd become kind of an asshole. So. I didn't <laughs> Um, but I don't know. I don't know if there's like any correlation or causation there. But uh, uh, yeah, he was. I mean, like I don't know. I did hit him extra hard because he was like talking a lot of shit. But I didn't think I didn't mean to do that. Obviously, it was a load off of Tony's uh, back because he he was able yeah. to stop carrying him around. <laughs> yeah, it was like so awful. Like he got he gets like you know ambulanced away, and my coach is like, "You're starting now." And I'm like, <laughs> Cool. Cool. There's a, this is traumatizing. There's a player in the NHL who uh who murdered a guy. So yeah. at least you didn't do you're that. Like, you're like rugby. now I have an inextricable trauma associated with success. <laughs> no, what what's yeah. Wait, yeah, what, exactly. John, which player is this? Uh Casey Sezikis. I didn't know that. On what? the Islanders. Yeah, he uh and it was like apparently like a brutal like illegal 
they were playing rugby and oh is this when he like picked the guy up yeah he Fuck. like picked the guy yeah. up and slammed him on the ground and the guy hit his head and Fuck. died and like he almost like there was a lot of talk that he was gonna go to jail but he was also like a star junior hockey player when this happened so then he just like didn't go to jail and now he's in the nhl and has been in the nhl for like 10 years <clears throat> that, that's kind of what's wild too about that is that um i went to another school later on and um i was like a, it, i was going there illegally i was transferring illegally there and um they like pulled me in the office like hey like you're that kid right that like like you, you hit that other kid real hard, right? They're like, "Yeah, that cool." So if you want to play football for us, you can stay. If not, you got to go. And I, I didn't play football, so I left that school. Uh, but I, like, oh like how fucking if you want to hurt like, more be, kids, you're more more yeah, than if welcome you want to do to that more. Receive our education. If you want to just stack some more trauma on top of that, you can totally stay here. Remember in the movie, uh, this is Simon an important Birch, like uh, death he, cult. This is sorry. <laughs> go ahead. No, no, that's okay. Yeah. Remember in the movie Simon Birch. I was just gonna say oh. that. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> Where uh, he finally hits a home run at baseball and it ends up killing yes. the teacher that yeah. he's in love yeah. with. Oh my yep. God. Yeah. Simon Birch is the saddest movie I've ever seen in my whole life. Bless you for bringing that up. Usually I bring it up and people are like, what the fuck are you talking oh. about? Like I cried. <laughs> that movie is just yeah, like, the whole brutal. movie is just like, uh, what's the guy? Uh, it's just like you just—you're just getting kicked in the balls. Yeah. the whole movie. But that that's scene is thing. like really funny, though, right? Like out of context, yeah. because he like hits the ball really high in the air, yeah. and then it hits—it's his friend's mom, yeah, I think, it. right? Yeah. And then who yeah. basically raised him because his parents are shit. Yeah. So yeah. like his his best friend is like normal, and he's a dwarf or whatever. I did air quotes. That doesn't help anyone. That didn't it doesn't come through on the podcast. Normal. Yes. It was a sardonic <laughs> usage of the word normal. We all heard it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then Simon Birch is is a dwarf. And then yeah, his like his quote unquote normal best friend like is the only person who treats him normally and doesn't make fun of him or whatever. His parents suck ass. Uh, the his best friend's mom is so sweet to him and amazing. I think it's is it Ashley Judd? Maybe I, I can't think remember. So but. I think so. Uh, yeah. But yeah, and then yeah, he like his whole thing is he wants to get a hit in baseball, and then he finally uh, gets a hit, and it goes out of bounds and hits the mom out of play and hits the mom in the, the temple, hits dies. her right in the temple, right temple. <laughs> while well, she's yeah. like right in the temple. Well, I think yeah. she's like walking through the parking lot or so something. I don't, yeah, <laughs> it's it is the way it's yeah. edited is is pretty funny. I probably unintentionally so. I haven't seen it since I was younger. Like I feel like if if I had never seen it before and I watched it now, I would probably laugh at it. But, like, when I saw it as a kid, I was like, oh, my God, this is devastating. It has a good ending, though, because he dies at the end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Saving people, though. He saves them from a bus accident. He's the only one who's, like, small enough to get into the bus window while it's submerged Correct. in water or yeah. something like that. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. The bus goes off the bridge, Lord of the Flies style, and then... Uh, it's filling up with water. The emergency exit on the back of the bus is broken. He's able to climb through the emergency exit of the window, and he like saves a bunch of kids yeah. out of that yeah. window or whatever. So he was like useful after does, all. Does, does that actually happen in Lord of the Flies, or was that just the Simpsons? <laughs> does that actually happen in the book? <laughs> yeah, in, in, I've in, read in the, book the book in a long time. In the book, Lord of the Milhouse, Flies is a, plane a character crash. named Millhouse says, "Go grapefruit," <laughs> and it yeah. gets lodged <laughs> under the bus's brake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I uh yeah no in Lord of the Flies it's a plane crash I'm pretty sure mm. okay yeah that makes that more sense yeah <laughs> um so yeah uh moving on to our our next topic of the night we have an article here from February of this year but it's just gosh it's so interesting felt like it was worth discussing on this episode this is from the Ottawa Citizen uh the headline reads military colon shorter skirts 
disaster relief, and highlighting medals as, quote, bling, might bring more women in. (laughs) The Canadian Armed Forces has set up a goal of having women fill 25% of the ranks by 2026. Women currently make up 15.9%. And I think it's worth noting that, like, the American Military Times, which is, like, a pretty large, like, widely read publication, was, like, making fun of this. And they said, in in their assessment of this article or in their coverage of the article, they they said that 16% of Canadian women were in the military. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny. That is not, that's not the case, just to be yeah, clear. Yeah, one in every five Canadian women is in the military. You know, the famed, the famed strong Canadian military that you always hear about? I, I was uh, telling Alex, this article, this headline is so, so out there that I just thought I was misreading it. Because my brain doesn't work correctly all the time. So I'm oftentimes confused when I'm reading something. And I thought for sure that I was just missing something. Like, I thought they meant, like, skirts. They meant, like, to get around um, there was like no way that what they were saying oh. was like, oh no, we need to get shorter skirts and uh, and more metal, more bling. I read bling and I thought they meant like a, a radar blip or a ping or something. Like, I <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like when I first heard the headline, my thought was that it was like an op-ed column, <laughs> like that it was like that it was just like one yeah. like seventy-year-old white man's opinion it's of like, like here's an idea. Oh, the military doesn't have enough women in it, and that's a big problem because you never know. It's 2020, and we got all this stuff going on, and we might need a stronger military. And if we're gonna have a stronger military, we're gonna need women. And how do you get women in there? <laughs> You gotta, you know, you gotta just take it to them. It's gotta be pumpkin spice lattes every day and um, really spruce up the uniform. Maybe we do a meme where it's, uh, uh, we, say, we say WAP and then it's uh, women ass patriots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what it read like to me at first. And then when I started reading it and I was like, oh no, this is just a reporter reporting facts. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, facts. Let me let me read some of these facts here. As part yes, of facts. efforts to entice females to serve, Canadian military officers are suggesting highlighting the social and entertaining aspects of life in the ranks, as well as redesigning uniforms that women wear so skirts are shorter and slimmer. Such initiatives, along with proposed social media posts like, quote, my bling are my medals. Yes. And, <laughs> quote, my war paint is camouflage. Wow, what? what? Like, uh, what? not like your not like your war paint that you wear for your non. I don't know. Like what? I understand bling. That's something that people had a lot of in like 2007. But mm-hmm. like, I don't understand where war paint's coming from. I don't. This whole thing is so. You're great. out. You're out here uh, wearing chains. I'm out here wearing the ears of my fallen enemies. We yes. are not the same. <laughs> we are not the same. <laughs> Isn't camouflage like what? Doesn't it just make sense that if you had war paint on, that it would be camouflage? Yeah, yeah. Because you're in the the military. Like that's sort of just what it this would be. This one's like they, stretch right? You know what? You know what it is. You know why it doesn't make sense? Is that they were like a ha- they were they were a, a cunt hair away from saying my makeup is camouflage. And they oh, were like, yep. no, right. that's that's too on the nose or whatever. So then they go to my war paint is can't like men wore war paint. I don't you know, I can only see that making sense as if they were trying to skirt like the first draft, which had my makeup is digital camo. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. I think you're right. Oh. That's got to be what it is, right? Because <laughs> yeah, no, no woman is like. Uh, and again, sorry to be a white man speaking on behalf of women, but I feel fairly safe that m- women would share this opinion that like. Or at least I should say, in my experience with women, I've never had a woman getting ready to go on a date with me, and she's like, "Hey, just give me a minute to get my war paint on here. I gotta. <laughs> that's why I gotta get suited up for this you date." S- you say that, but have you heard the song "Elephants" by War Paint? Because it's <laughs> oh, fucking, yeah. it's really good. And I, War Paint <laughs> is like a you know a preeminent all female female band, and I know like John Frusciante helped produce them, and I think drummed on the EP. But you can really kind of put aside <laughs> his participation in the band. You just kind of helped you know fill in a slot for him here and there. Um, maybe that's what they're going for. Even though War Paint here is two words. Yeah. <laughs> Could be. Also, you <laughs> know, like uh, when I when I put on war paint, the band, it makes me feel like I'm wearing camouflage. It makes me feel like invincible. <laughs> yeah, and sexy. I think, it, I think that's right. I mean, when you watch the war paint music videos, you're like, damn, they they look like they're having a good time. <laughs> they they look free and unencumbered. By, why we should model the the Canadian mili- the Canadian female uniform after yes. what the bassist is wearing in the video for, <laughs> which is just nothing. nothing. She's like wearing like a sheer top <laughs> over nothing. <laughs> this is like not the first time that the war paint videos come up. Probably I was going to say huh? these are I was going to say it sounds like you, you guys know yeah. what you're talking about. These references about are are 100% landing with me. I just want to let you guys know. Yeah. I am so just, <laughs> these references are just like bullseye. It's like she's did just you study really me bassist. before I got on here? Like wow. Yes. <laughs> my thing art. is I I love make I love making jokes and references for th- exactly 3 people. Yeah. Oh, it's the best. It's my <laughs> favorite are, thing to there do. There are like 3 listeners who are who have been listening to Warpaint long enough to know the John Frusciante thing. And that's yeah. that's really those people are the coolest people, and that that was for them. Shout out to them. Yeah. The recruiting analysts point out that women now make up more than fifty percent of Canada's population. <laughs> oh wow! Daring, wow. daring. Okay, take. that's 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 some analysis. Wow. Technically, uh, women women be existing. You ever you ever <laughs> notice this? It's true. You they, notice they this be, shit? Well, ha- half of humanity be women. <laughs> what the hell? It's well, crazy well shit. I mean, like when when your number one when your number one resource is like human lives, you got to work with what you got. And now that you realize you have an abundance of like you know women, you got to maybe think about getting some slimmer, shorter skirts. Yeah, couldn't um, agree more. Yeah. Given the difficulties of finding fit and able applicants across the entire 17 to 30 year old population, it would be ludicrous for the CAF, Canadian Armed Forces, I guess, to exclude half the population. One documented, one document noted. But women are reluctant to join the military, according to the analysts, because they have a quote discomfort with a profession that involves combat. And if you're like a, a you know misogynist guy, you just stop reading right there, and you're like, yeah, of course, you know, women women hate fucking killing people. That's that's just their nature. Uh, but if you continue reading, uh, they they have a discomfort with prof- with a profession that involves combat and a job that has the quote potential of killing people, especially innocent people. <laughs> Yes. Oh. Incredible. <laughs> I mean, that seems reasonable to me, but, you know. Yeah. I, I'm not a military analyst, so. I mean, I think a, what do I a know? lot of people, like, maybe it's just, like, I- implicit on a lot of people's LinkedIn profiles, but I feel like they don't, 
they're not looking for a job that results in the the murder of innocent people across the gender spectrum me yeah. neither well, call you, me you, a woman i guess <laughs> <laughs> you would think that but i mean here we are in a world full of you know people signing up to become cops and such so yeah yeah no that's true well it only took this is, thir- this three is, percent uh, to insane... uh, do the job back then you know so that's all we need i i don't know if it, alex the I, i'm just reading like the idea they came up with for the commercial yeah uh which is go ahead read it okay uh Advertisements aimed at the younger generation are also important. One proposal to highlight work and life balance for a young woman in the Canadian forces called for a video showing a female soldier taking off her helmet at the end of the day while male and female co-workers gather and agree to have a campfire at a sandy beach. <laughs> Later, they grill marshmallows laughing and relaxing. Yeah. Fuck. You know, the military does sound sick. It's like campfire girls. <laughs> it's like the well, adult the military is just campfire campfires. <laughs> I love this. Yeah, this, this sounds Hell pretty yeah. good. Okay. Now, what are you yeah. guys betting that the the helmet shot is going to be like something out of a shampoo commercial? Absolutely. Like she takes, oh, she with she the takes shaking the of the off. hair. Yeah. What a tough Unfeel. day with my yeah. war paint and my bling. She's un, she's under a waterfall too for some reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I, hey, and and then and then another an o- older woman looks over and she's like. I'll have what she's having. Yeah. And then the Canadian Armed Forces logo stamps on the screen. That's when they're um, like, uh, there's there's jobs available for older people too. Like they want to make sure that it's not, you don't just think it's like they're looking for soldiers. They're also like, yeah. we've got yeah. a lot of administrative jobs available too. I'll, I'll enlist where she's enlisted. <laughs> but this, this next sentence I feel is also kind of revealing. There are also, so this is like what the, uh, the Armed Forces is up against when they're trying to recruit women. There are also concerns about sexual harassment in the military, as well as a sense that veterans, quote, are not well supported and often suffer from PTSD. So, uh, yeah, not, not only just like, you know, PTSD, killing innocent people, like, you know, being part of an occupying force and not really part of a like a liberate. Uh, what's what's the phrase like a, a, free, a freeing agenda, like not actually fighting on behalf of oppressed peoples. Yeah. You know, like we did that one time in like 1942. It's been a minute. Um, so other than that, there's also, I don't know, the very, re- the very like possible reality of getting disappeared by your commanding officer because you had allegations against other people in the, in the unit. Yeah. But on the other hand, you could hang out at the beach. <laughs> the guys who want to get some sick bling, you kill Stefan, you, so. some awesome I, yeah. bling, yeah. dude. I've heard that's what happens actually when you get disappeared. You just like kind of go off to like a Margaritaville type lifestyle on a beach and just kind of like man a hut where you like listening on a radio and that's your job. <laughs> I mean, we all saw that episode I mean, that of black mirror good. where after you die, you yeah. just join, join like a partying, like retirement community. Uh, and that's really <laughs> what it's like when you get uh, killed, when you, when you get uh, stuffed in a barrel full of acid by, by a drill sergeant. It's always 1700 somewhere. <laughs> that's true. That is true. Uh, I, I like this. There's one more thing I wanted to read here. Um, I mean, the uniform thing is kind of funny because I can understand how, like, uh, you know, dudes, one of the reasons dudes want to join is probably because they want to look cool in a fucking uniform or whatever. And I've heard that part of, like, the uh, recruitment process is the recruiters will have, like, the applicant put on the uniform to see themselves in the uniform, right? Like, maybe if they were handing me, like, the, the marine sword and, like, you know, put me in front of a green screen with that, like, lava monster behind me, like, maybe that would get me. Uh, but they would have to give I, you the sword and throw fruits at you. 
That's what. That's the only way you're going to do it. Are you guys familiar with that commercial, that Marines commercial? No, we don't, have, we don't have Marines here. Thing. We don't have special forces. <laughs> yeah, you're goddamn right I, you don't have Marines there. There was like a series. There was a series of like recruitment ads for like the Air Force and the Marines, where it was literally like a guy in like ragged clothing pulls a sword out of like a yeah. rock, and then he fights like a hell beast with it, oh. like a like a like a Lord of the Rings like lava yeah. rock monster. Yeah. And then once like the Balrog, the Balrog, yeah. and then once he defeats it. Like he puts the sword in front of his face, and it becomes like the the narrow marine saber, and right. like the uniform materializes on him or whatever. Like if they if they could re like recreate that experience for me personally, I might have joined. Yeah, Canada's not because <laughs> I was just drawing myself slaying dragons anyway. The thing with and, us yeah. is like we don't fight really ever, so like like we haven't really since World War Two. So I think. Our main, like, our recruitment videos are just, like, they'll just show, like, army officers, like, shaking people's hands and stuff. <laughs> They're just like, oh, like, yeah. join the peacekeeping mission or whatever. And then it's, like, it'll be, like, a group of, uh, like, people of color. And then it'll be, like, the army. And then it'll be, like, you're just shaking. It's, like, oh, we're just shaking hands. Like, hey, here we go. Like, that is literally, uh, like, Canada's probably greatest quote-unquote war hero of the last like 20 years is a guy named romeo Dallaire, and guy who shook the most hands he, his book is literally called shake hands with the devil yeah and he's taught and it's the <laughs> yeah. whole thing is about him being like a peacekeeper uh, i think That's it was so rwanda tight. right stefan i think he was yeah yeah so was, he was like yeah. a peacekeeper i love having in, your in rwanda and that's his whole like yeah and he's like our war hero it's like damn this guy shook a lot of fucking hands man <laughs> i love i love being like a peacekeeper that being your brand and you're still gonna title your book uh, i i met with the devil yeah <laughs> yeah i was keeping <laughs> like, the peace seems a little incendiary yeah oh yeah for sure and don't get me wrong i think he's a good guy or it seems like i mean as far as like a military guy can be he seems like a pretty like special dude but it's also just very like that's the Canadian way. We don't have our like uh, Twitch uh, Canadian Army yeah. recruitment channel or whatever. You know, we don't have that kind of like death cult uh, up yeah. here. Like we just don't. Yeah. So there's not. I think if they if the Canadian Army put out a video like that or like a recruitment commercial like that, where it's like, look at the fucking people you can kill. Look at the people you could kill if you joined us. Like people would be mad. Actually, like I think people would be legitimately <laughs> like, what the hell. No, here. Look at this. Look at this Islamo rock demon you can yeah. slay by, by joining. Here we're literally like, oh, you like modern warfare? It's way cooler in real life. <laughs> yeah, which is so but, fucked up. Yeah, you know the uniform uh, thing though. I, I get it though, because I mean, like, call me. I, I think it's kind of a weird thing that I have, and like, please, like, like, don't king shame me here. I I don't know. It's something that I I I think might make me weird for being into it, but I am a sucker for a guy in uniform. I just love it. So That's like, I'm yeah. just real horny for uniforms. I I, I get it. You know? Even if even if the uniform includes shorts, like a, I don't know, a, a postal carrier or a FedEx guy, <laughs> for instance. Uh, no, because like I like them to be classy, and I don't I don't want to see knees. I don't want to see knees before a fourth yeah. date. It's kind of what I suspected. Um, <laughs> the the commercial now, is it? See, in Canada, sorry to interrupt. Just on the uniform tip as well. In Canada, 
our big uniform is the RCMP uniform. It's not the army uniform. It's like Royal, Royal Canadian, Canadian classic Police. Red. You get the red. You get the red surge yeah. with the hat yeah. and the boots and everything. What's up with the knees? Uh, that's Isn't our there big... like a weird thing with the knees in those? Don't they like jut out like horns or something? Or am I thinking of something mm. else? I think you're thinking of something else. No, what? they have like the stirrups or yeah. whatever sort of. Or like, don't they Well, have... they wear like knee-high leather boots. Hmm. They, they, they kind of bellow no, over. No, it's like something they with they the bellow pants. Over. The hips are yeah. wide and they kind of bellow over the boot. Yeah. yeah, interesting. It's, it's right. a weird look. Okay, okay, I could see that. But I was gonna say, uh, Tony, like, what is a like? Is it all combat uniforms for you, or like police uniforms, or what is um, it? it? Or is it just it's any type of uniform that I know that when you're wearing it, you can like uh, take a life with impunity. That gets me going crazy. <laughs> So like okay. a like a UPS guy, like a UPS guy. <laughs> well, see, because UPS guys they have the power of access; they can go anywhere you want, and that's real horny. And I mean, also, that's like, a good point. I've saved so many lives uh, every day by not driving over pedestrians in downtown Seattle. Also, you know, <laughs> all the things point. that you like You're deliver to hospitals and stuff. Yeah, that's true. Why? One of the yeah, things sounds we like Tony's getting kind of horny right now. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to say kind of <laughs> is not the word. <laughs> uh, so the end of this commercial that's that Stefan you were you were talking about about like you know campfire grilling and like you know playing Wonderwall on a drug rug or whatever uh, yeah. is uh, th uh, th this type of video would show quote friendship. The video would continue showing a male coworker dropping off the woman at her home and waiting until she is safely inside. Oh Such imagery God. would show quote trust in coworkers. This man would never sexually assault you. He would he would drop you off at home and sit on his hands while you got out of the car and walked in <laughs> to, through your front door. Uh, there's one uh. other thing that where is it? Yeah, okay, right here. Another analysis suggested a campaign using social media posts could be produced. Ideas included a post showing a female soldier throwing a grenade with the caption, of course I throw like a girl, but I never miss. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, oh my God. I love that. Uh, I mean, that's the thing about grenades, right? Right. Famously, you, can, and you can't miss. You know, <laughs> just you just got to get close, baby, yeah. and then they're they're permanently injured. That's yeah, it. Their lives will be changed or ended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Hey, I might be a miss, uh, but my victims are going to be Swiss cheese. That is, <laughs> it's like a montage of like. A girl playing baseball, and then she gets to the age where she can't play baseball anymore, and she she can't do overhand pitching, and she's really like down and out about it, and then it like fast forwards to her being in the military where that underhand like fast pitch really comes in handy. <laughs> yeah, seriously, it is. It's it's. I love it. This this. I can see the editing in my mind. It goes from like fast pitch softball to her like throwing a flashbang yeah. under the, yeah. the the door of an afghan ha yes. hut you know they're in yes. some precarious situation where overhand you just don't have the clearance you're going to like your your hand can't do it and like but she's there and they need to get it far and fast and she does a thing where you throw and like slap your leg it's like <laughs> <laughs> yes I was thinking of the like uh I, I was thinking of it almost more like a like an adult mentor type situation where it's like where it's like, oh, this is my last season of baseball. Like, I, I didn't get a college scholarship, and there's no team left for me to play on. And I thought I was really good, but I guess I'm just not quite good enough. And then it's like the coach, like, comes up and, like, puts his hand on her shoulder, and he's like, 
you know where we could use your skills? And then he like hands her the grenade. And then she, he just has it for some reason. And she's like, whoa, this is like the same weight as a softball. And he like winks at her. And then Listen. it flashes forward to her like, whoo, like windmilling the grenade at, in like a foxhole. Uh, Listen, awesome. do, you know how, do you know how large the strike zone is overseas? <laughs> it's like my, miles wide i'm not kidding yeah. <laughs> oh that's awesome uh okay let's get into some like replies to this shit uh that were just wonderful um blue pretzel says about you know women in the military uh blue pretzel says government's always trying to change the natural course of nature Mm, which yeah. like the headline again is about skirts like shortening skirts you know and i just i think it's very funny that they think that like in nature the skirts are actually really long well it's <laughs> i mean at least biblically. Like if you if you if you follow like the natural what humans kind was meant to be you were meant to be like in a burlap sack from head to toe as a woman well I'm, yeah i mean i i'm i'm also trying to figure out is that a default username like when you when you start like it an is. xbox account and they give you a name that's like three words together that make no sense because they do have an actual blue pretzel as their profile picture too yeah so it's I'm trying it's to... like discus i can't remember which which uh like company which you know uh yeah what like proprietary company comment section company this is but it is very much like the uh the nick arcade or what's what is it legends of the hidden temple style yeah. of team name where you're just given right. a color and an and like an item so it'll yeah. be like you know red horse or or orange wagon and it's just your icon is like basic uh a, a basic symbol with a color <laughs> yeah right i kind okay, of that makes that makes sense. i sort of read this as like uh they're saying the natural course of nature is that women are like what we were talking about earlier. Like women are weak and they don't like combat. So like why encourage women to get involved in the military? Like they're not, this is the right percentage. The right percentage of women are currently joining <laughs> yeah. the military. Like don't yeah. try and increase it. You know, that's Maybe definitely part of this. No, that's definitely part yeah. of it. Um, and it's just like, I mean, all these people who are appealing to quote natural history or who are appealing to Western history or anything, just ignore the fact that like, yeah, women are cold blooded killers. Like they do, they do some fucked up stuff, you know, and they, and they've done yeah. it for centuries. Yeah. I, I, th I think also, I guess it's not natural to hang out on a beach to these, these <laughs> people true. too. Like that, that seems pretty natural. It seems like all, through all of humankind, people like chilling at the beach, right? That's been going on. I don't for know a while. why you would also, get close to something as large as the ocean. That's horrifying. I wouldn't. Oh. It can just take you out. That's a good and, point. Yeah, actually. I know. Thank you. Yeah. Have you ever experienced an undertow? <laughs> it's fucking horrifying. Uh, uh, yeah, that's another no, that's good true. war paint song, Undertow. Yep. Um, keep the theme going. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, just like, why would you try to change uh, the course of human nature, which is, of course, to be commenting uh, about how much you hate women in a comment section on, uh, you know, Ottawa Journal, OttawaCitizen.com instead of having sex and yeah. <laughs> having children, rearing, raising progeny. Also, like, they're just they're just meddling with the natural the natural thing of, you know, military intervention that happens so naturally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah. Wendell Waters says, this is on Facebook, yep, Canadians and their leftist ideals, which is like, it's funny to me. So it's the idea is like the short skirt, the sexy clothing, the feminization of the military in general. Those are the leftist yep. ideals or whatever. And it's like, I mean, it's really just like capitalism. Like what we're talking about here is marketing strategy. Yes. Like what we're talking about here is marketing strategy in service of imperialism, which I'm fairly certain uh, Canada's done, you know, some some intervention overseas. I think there were there were some some Canadians in Afghanistan, even if it was only like 50 of them or whatever. Um, yeah. They and were. it's just it's funny to that this is like once again like. The example we have down here of leftism in America is Nancy Pelosi, yep. who lives in the like most single most expensive place to live, uh, and then also says she's a capitalist to her bones. <laughs> says yeah. we're capitalists. That's it. That's our that's our example of leftism that the right wing points to down here in America, uh, and for apparently for for Canada, it's oh they they want women in the military. Typical leftist. Yeah, they want to. They want to trick people into joining the army. Is like their idea of a leftist. I yeah. Think. So that like leftist mm -hmm. idea that we need to expand the military and get more people to sign up. And then uh, <laughs> Nate Baker says, uh, incomprehensibly, offer to sterilize them after basic. Oh. Um, huh. Okay. The men or the women or both? The women, in order to get women into the military, you can offer to sterilize them. Well, yeah, after basic. I think I don't definitely. know. I don't know what this means. I I wouldn't have normally included it, but it was just such a confusing comment. I mean, if, if I think if you really want more women in the military, you do need to sterilize the men. Yeah, like that's that's. Like I like that Nate's profile mm -hmm. picture has him and presumably his child in the profile yeah. picture, and to me. Uh, Nate, seems like you should be the one who gets sterilized. Am I right, guys? <laughs> well, we don't know. It could be the kid could have been the one who posted. That's true. Uh, that's it's like, I don't want to be here. Like yeah. Four years old. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's possible. Maybe, yeah, maybe right. like Nate doesn't want like military personnel to procreate because he hates them that much. Maybe that's what they're saying. Maybe he's like, if you're going to sign up, then you can't, you can't procreate. Um, what did we talk about like last week, Tony, or a couple weeks ago where – Oh, it was the women dance, the the female soldiers dancing yeah. to WAP, and it was like the 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 military was fucking freaking out because these women were denigrating their service by posting on TikTok. When it, if you've seen uh, TikTok or any of that, it's mostly men, like you know, uh, ripping open their army uniform to a five finger death punch song yeah. or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but this was women like twerking or dancing or whatever uh, to to WAP. And somebody was like, oh, you know, I was in the military and women, they just joined so that they can get, uh, get light duty, get pregnant yep. and get light, whatever the equivalent of light duty is in the military, you know, get like maternity service or whatever yeah. it's called. And, and, and so maybe, and I had a couple people, a couple veterans reach out to me and say that that's like a very common fucking stereotype is that women only join. Oh, wow. So that they can, it's like the welfare queen stereotype of the military. And, uh, maybe that's what Nate is talking about. Hey, uh, offer to sterilize them so they don't get pregnant and become a drain yeah. on, on the resources of the military uh, okay. or, or something like that. I, I don't know. No, that makes total sense now. I, I didn't realize it, uh, it was a, bi a big thing afterwards. I thought it was like that one dumb case, but yeah, that, that would make some sense, unfortunately, for them to be like, well, if you're going to get them in there, make sure you can actually use them. 
<laughs> hey, that that <laughs> you're not eating for uh, one. You're not eating for two. You're eating for uh, 35 million. Yeah, <laughs> or whatever the population of Canada is, probably a lot more than that. Three hundred no, million. I think it's that's about that's no, about right. I think it's, it's like thirty seven. Okay. I think it's about right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you're a mother to all of us now. Okay, that's where your responsibility yeah. is. <laughs> uh, a couple more here. Uh, this one, I, I feel like I, we we can defer to the blocked boys here on this one. They can help shed some light on sure. it. Canuck Sailor says. Our current prime minister's father despised the military and played wealthy playboy on the streets of Montreal during... Does Montreal normally have the accent over the E? Yep. Yeah, it's, yep. it's it pronounced. But, but what that tells me is, is this guy copy-pasted it from somewhere because he wasn't sure how to spell it. <laughs> yeah, that's very possible. Yeah, it's like... it's Because it's named after Mount... What we would say Mount Royal. So it's oh, like Montreal okay. is the like Got it. pronunciation of it, yeah. Uh, but he's a wealthy playboy on the streets of Montreal during uh, <laughs> World War II instead of enlisting, hyphen, as most men his age did. Seems the parentheses rotten apple didn't fall far from the tree at all. Here's a quote from a book about Trudeau Sr. Quote, Canada went to war in 1939 and Mr. Trudeau sat at... So it's not... Oh, it's a quote from the book, not from him uh, himself. Uh, and Mr. Trudeau sat it out. He preferred riding around the Laurentians on a motorcycle wearing a pointed Prussian army helmet. <laughs> uh, end quote. I am utterly mortified by the idiocy of his son. Not surprised, just embarrassed. And I want to say, like, I mean, I guess if you have, if you're going to enlist in any war, World War II probably would have been the one to do it. Uh, but I also kind of don't begrudge anybody for, like, you know, instead riding around on a motorcycle with a spiked Prussian helmet. That seems pretty tight, <laughs> yeah. too. That sounds cool. That sounds cool as hell. Yeah, I didn't know anything about him. That I didn't like him, but now ass. I kind of think yeah. he's awesome. I think the, so. The funny part Justin about Trudeau's father was like a like a fairly left, like a social democrat minister, if, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, kind of. I mean, like as left as as like anyone in power of a country is going to be, I guess. I think the funny part about Pierre Trudeau is that he just gets. I mean, Justin Trudeau, whatever whatever you think of him, is like his dad will just get used in whatever way suits the argument you're making. So it's like if you like Justin Trudeau and you like a thing that he did, then you're like, yeah, I loved his dad, and his dad did the same thing, and they're both standing for the same thing, and it's cool. If you hate Trudeau, like people just love to cherry pick different things about Pierre Trudeau as a way of like explaining Justin's actions. Like this is like a very common mm -hmm. thing uh, that people do. And it's like, well, he led yeah. the country like, you know, 40, 50 years ago. Like it's not, we're not talking about the same people or the same things here, but it's a very, like, this is a classic, like straw man thing that people use. I got a tip for you. If you're trying to do that, maybe don't reference somebody on a motorcycle in a spiked helmet. <laughs> yeah, don't make them look <laughs> negatively. Yeah. Uh, so Red Quill responds. Uh, I read what his father was just a. I read what his father was just a deserter hiding in U.S. during World War II, and then Canuck Sailor replies, "Not a deserter. He never enlisted. He had his excuses, which were variously published over the years. But excuses be damned." My father and uncle fought. What made Pierre so special? And again, uh, I don't well, know. He, maybe he drove around on a motorcycle. That sounds <laughs> fucking cool to me. But also, if if I'm to if I'm to be believed that he, uh, if if I am to believe that, what is it right here? Uh, he was a wealthy playboy. 
I wonder I wonder why he didn't go serve in a war as a wealthy yeah. playboy. What could be the factor here? What kind of analysis could we use to discover why he didn't have to go serve in World War II? It's probably yeah. because uh, he was like an honorary black person. That's probably why it is. And they were doing affirmative action to get out of the military back then. I, I, I guarantee that's what it was. Yeah, it's a weird a thing a because I don't really understand, like... Canada didn't send that many people to World War II, like in the grand scheme of things. So, like, uh, like there were lots of people who didn't enlist. I'm sure. Like, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I guess I just don't think that not enlisting in war makes you a certain. Like, implies that you can make certain uh, assumptions about someone. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. I I I think even even w w in what is probably our most r uh, the most righteous war ever fought in like modern times, you know, uh you still don't have to enlist. You can still not enlist in that war. I think it's okay. Totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And and again, especially as like someone from North America, right? Like, you know, the war wasn't being fought over here. So it's a little bit different, I think, if you lived in in like an allied country overseas, and you, your country was being attacked, uh, you know, then I think there is even more of like a righteous, uh, yeah. you know, kind of necessity to help out your fellow man or whatever. But like when you're over here, it's like, again, I, I understand like wanting to help. And I agree that, it, you know, it's a fairly righteous cause, but at the same time, or it is a righteous cause, but it's just like, again, the war is not being fought over here. It, maybe it would have if Hitler had his way and it eventually would have made its way over here if he wasn't defeated yeah. in Europe. But it's just... It would be more of a selfless act to enlist than just like a practical or like existential reason to enlist. Yes, like exactly. Most people who fight wars are doing so because they don't have a choice and, and they're existentially required to pick a side, essentially. Whereas like, you know, when, when you're doing something like you said overseas, it's more of like, you know, uh, either the propaganda gets to you or just the moral argument is so strong that, you know, you, you feel compelled to do that. And I wouldn't I wouldn't begrudge anybody for not feeling an existential pull to, you know, go overseas and, and die in a war. Yeah. And I also don't quite understand what oh, this yeah. has to do with Justin. Like he says all this stuff about yeah. Pierre Trudeau. And then at the end, he says, I'm utterly <laughs> mortified by the idiocy of his son. Not surprised, just <clears throat> embarrassed. Like is the point that he's making that like neither one of them care about the military? Like, I don't quite understand how this yeah. connects. Yeah to the article like it's a very well that's the natural course well, of nature that Blue Pretzel <laughs> is referring to yeah the, 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 the thing is though is like being being yellow-bellied is like uh is hereditary it's genetic so mm -hmm. um it, it, it obviously it means that he was also a coward sure but i just if don't know how justin coward. is being a coward in the in the context of this article i guess is what i'm saying like well he's so constant he's so focused on skirts and like women's clothing <laughs> like it's probably because he's a gay gay coward you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah that's a good point yeah it's a great point actually <laughs> um so last comment here uh charles mcdaniel who is a top fan of i believe the military times which is the publication i, I referenced earlier uh, he says, well, the, leg the legalization of marijuana has finally taken effect. Yep. <laughs> the military <laughs> is seriously considering making female service members, quote, tighter. And for who? So the women will feel more fashionable or so they will present oh, no. a more pleasing target to potential rapists. This is the stupidest idea anyone ever cooked up for women in the military. I hope they tell the idiots who thought this up to shove it. 
By the way, you want to talk about misogynism? Well, here's your chance. And I mean, that's something we love to talk about on the show is misogynism. And that's why we're talking about it today. And yeah, uh, having women in like a more modern skirt, like something she would wear in a, in a formal or professional setting uh, is definitely rape bait. That's that's definitely what we mean when we were discussing institutional misogyny. It's the proliferation of skimpy clothing that makes men rape. Also, this guy's name is Charles McDaniel. Are we sure this is not Charlie Daniels faking his own death? <laughs> yeah. He's coming back under a slightly different name. They'll never know it's me. They'll never know it's me. It's it's, it's Mick Daniels now. It's 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 my Scottish cousin. Yeah. No, I'm a Scottish cousin. You never heard of that. And don't even don't even get me started on how many women were stationed at Benghazi at the at the embassy <laughs> at, at the embassy in Benghazi. Oh God. I mean, they're still posting about that. They're still keeping it going. That's which, so good. You know. It's been a great year for post-mortem right-wing crank Twitter accounts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Between him and uh, Herman Cain, just what a bounty. Yeah. <laughs> what a bounty of posting. Like, we talk about how posting encounters real life. You know, I, I, on both of our shows, I believe, you know, we talk about it posting enter, entering the real world. Well, uh, the, those are like cases of posting posting entering the like nether realm yeah <laughs> the like the ether the 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 after afterscape i think we're kind of burying the lead here uh where he talks about how the legalization of marijuana has finally yes. taken effect <laughs> this is it everyone yeah. is fucking high now this is so yeah. only a high person would think that this is a good idea which like I mean I maybe like there, <laughs> I mean I agree with there Charles is a scene that it's a in bad Reefer idea, Madness but. where there's like girls in skirts right oh yeah it's for like, sure they're like dancing really they're like, yeah they're like shaking their hips a lot they're like doing well, the twist. Um, now the uh, the the opposing soldiers are not only going to want to kill them they're going to want to sexually assault them too yeah oh adding insult this to injury is crazy. here. Uh, yeah. and, and kind of going back to uh, one thing I forgot to mention with the comment that was like, yep, Canadians and their leftist ideals uh, that kind of goes with this is it reminds me of like the Cold War era pro-capitalist propaganda that was rock and roll. Like it sounds funny to say but genuinely, like, one of the ways that the U.S. was trying to get people to defect from the USSR was by, like, saying, hey, we got rock and roll and we got co-ed, like, you know, yeah. we, we have, like, sex and shit over here. And I don't know enough about the USSR to say that they weren't also fucking. I'm sure they also did sex over there. Uh, but it was just funny that, like, back then, the State Department and capitalism was using, like sexiness and using like sort of a a not hedonism per se but like a sexual liberation yeah to uh you know promote its agenda and is now not doing that with this that's not what this is about but people in the comment section are like oh yeah this is communism when you do sex i love that i love that <laughs> like their interpretation of wearing a skirt is now communism well, yeah, I mean, because communism is like is like allowing, you know, women to uh, sexualize their bodies. Like that's like a thing. Like people think like, oh, women yeah. being sexy is communism because like you're not you're 
you're not like following in line. You're not being productive by being sexy. You're like, I'm. They're sharing their body with everyone. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not rugged individualism. They're not just keeping it all for themselves. Yeah. It's like, hey, does everyone everyone in the village want some? Redistribution. God. It's not individualism yeah. if you're coupling off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, totally. Yeah. So I don't know. Just very interesting uh, uh, a range of responses to very craven neoliberal neoliberal attempt to get more women to uh, join occupying forces overseas. Uh, that I think is just it's great. It just shows you know how bad everything is. I love it so much. Uh, <laughs> thank you, boys, uh, for joining the show. Really, really fun to have you here. Hey, thanks for yeah, having. Yeah, thank us. you guys for having. Yeah, us. absolutely. It was it was great. Tony was recently on an episode of Blocked Party. Uh, he he talked about both Tony and my encounter with the band Culture Abuse, who has now been canceled. Yeah. Uh, yes. Not it, it wasn't people coming to our our rescue. It was uh, other <laughs> other things that happened. But that's a very good episode. Uh, you should listen to. And and where where can people listen to that? Uh, they can find it wherever. Uh, yeah, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, yeah, it's called Blocked Party. As we say, uh, we had Tony on, so that's a good place to start if uh, you're new to the show. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Blocked Party Pod. And then, yeah, it's just like it's on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever. You can check it out. And, yeah, we have a new episode out every Monday. We do three bonus episodes a month on our Patreon. So, yeah, get on board. It's a fun It's a fun time. And we, we toured with these guys. Uh, you guys are both awesome dudes. And oh, yeah. uh, that's I great. Like if, I feel like if you're a Minion Death Cult fan, you would be a Blocked Party fan and vice yeah, versa. Yeah, it's a nice so, pivot. Uh, I hope we can uh, tour together again in like four geez, years. Jeez, right? <laughs> it would be <laughs> yeah. lovely. Well, yeah. if anything, we'll try to get our passports or maybe get up there. Because I'm sure we'll be able to tour up there before you're able to tour down here. Uh, yeah. If yeah. we're allowed in oh, the yeah. country. I don't know if we'll be allowed. That's very there. true. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, going to say, because one thing, one thing that's funny about listening to these, these conversations about, like, American versus, like, Canadian responses to COVID and also involving racism is that at least the racism up there is in the is steeped in the belief that the disease is real. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, although, although there is a march in Vancouver, like right now, like an anti-mask march where they're chanting for Trump and stuff. So it is, so it's, it's like a QAnon style thing. So it is everywhere. I saw a bunch but. of posts that are like trying to get September 15th to be the date that everybody takes their masks off in Canada. Oh <laughs> man. It's, it's, it's got, it's got a same feel that has the same feel to me as like steak and blowjob day. Yeah, Have you guys ever yeah. seen that? Yeah. No, on fa on Facebook or whatever. You know, oh, it's like a it's like a Facebook meme. It's like May eighteenth is Steak and Blowjob Day, where you're like where your woman puts day. on her yeah. short skirt and her bling, and she gets in the kitchen and cooks you a steak and sucks your dick. Uh, and it's this is to me, it's like the same thing. It's like okay, September fifteenth, that's that's anti mask day. You got this. Actually, goes back to uh, the French Revolution uh, when it was mask M A S Q U E, and uh, you know it was a big yeah. thing in Napoleon's kingdom, and a lot of people don't know about it. But that's you know, it's just like. <laughs> This is not a real. You can't just make this shit up. It's like now I can't okay. decide whether to play War Paint at the end of this episode or Omar Rodriguez Lopez's ba other band Anti Mask. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, good call. Which good is call. spelled A N T E M A S Q U E. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's about the origins of the day. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with War Paint. 
think think I'm gonna go with that <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, again, thank you, thank you guys so much for joining us. Listen to Blocked Party, uh, please. You can support our show, Minion Death Cult, at Patreon.com/slash Minion Death Cult. We do a bonus episode every week, and I've been doing live streams about various topics. Um, uh, mostly, it's been readings of very interesting reading materials, including uh, deeper dives on the Mick B book, Gents, Let's Talk About Feminist as well as the Amazon uh, just widely popular book My Antifa Lover which mm, I don't want to spoil anything yeah. for you if you haven't watched the live stream or listened to the episode on Patreon it is not going to be what you are thinking it is it is subversive in yes. every possible way you could imagine every direction uh, youtube.com slash minion death cult I do those live streams once a week uh, usually Wednesday I think I might shift it to Thursday to better fit our Patreon release schedule uh, but thank you for everybody participating in those thank you for supporting the show and thank you for listening bye see ya bye bye, bye.